Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we talk about full empowerment of women, full empowerment of our sexuality, full empowerment of our purpose, of our potential, of our beings. We look at the different threads of Shakti or feminine parts of self and how we can open them, heal them, awaken them in order to step fully into who we are authentically, our heart, what our heart wants to express. I'm your host, Sabrina Lynn, and I'm excited for today's episode. It's number eight, feels like it's number 108, but it is only episode eight, and it's a special one because it's a dedication and an honoring. So it's a really deep honoring of the 24 women who came together last weekend and journeyed through our three-day rewilding retreat. It was big, it was bold, it was beautiful, it was wild, it was deep, it was magical, it was potent, it was miraculous, and felt really good to dedicate today's podcast episode to not just their journey, and their journey, by the way, was into the five faces of the feminine, so dark goddess, warrior woman, medicine woman, mother, and lover archetypes, so the five faces. Um, So to dedicate this episode not just to their journey into that, but your journey as well, your journey into self, your journey into the five faces of the feminine, as well as the faces of the masculine within, as well as the sacred marriage. How do they dance together within your being? As well as dedicating to your soul purpose alignment. So a lot of dedicating today, right? Like we're really honoring. And, and I think I also want to say that I'd like to honor the big work that we as women are doing. The big work, right? We're going to workshops. We're diving deep into self. We're sometimes tearing bits out that no longer belong. We're clearing the rubble to fully come into our power. All of this work that's being done on a sexual healing level, I think is profound. All of this work that women are doing on a spiritual level is profound. Opening up to this, not just opening up to the upper realms, but embodying spirit, right? Like bringing it in, (laughs) bringing it in to this life, this planet, this existence, I, yeah, I feel huge gratitude for everyone who's doing this work, Um, not just us as women, but the men as well. There are men that are doing big work and honoring them, But, but today focusing on the big work and the topic today that was chosen actually by one of the women who was on retreat, so I just put the question out there to our little private forum for the retreat was, hey, does anybody have a topic suggestion on how we can honor our journey together? And came back with the ripple effect. So the ripple effect is something I oftentimes talk about in rewilding workshops and retreat. And I want to share it with you today. It will inspire and it may give some science. I might give some science behind it as well. Yeah, so we're going to talk about how doing the work 
isn't just for you, right? We'll talk about that. Before I get into that, just want to say, if you're not already subscribed to our newsletter, do so. It's good. You don't miss any episodes. We send private stuff only to subscribers. Lots of insights. I share personal stuff that I only share with subscribers in our newsletter. So go do that. I think we send out two newsletters a month. So we're not like bombing you with stuff all the time. Website to do that at is rewildingforwomen.com. And I would love to see you there. Okay. Let's talk about this ripple effect. (sighs) I'm just thinking, where do I start with this? Do I start with the science? No, I'm not starting with the science. I am a science background. Did you know that? Yes, I am a chemistry and microbiology major. I know, I graduated undergrad with those two degrees, and I was going to be a doctor. So I was pre-med all the way until I graduated and realized, oh wait, there's more than just science, and I can't really quite grasp living a life that's just by facts um, and figures uh, that have been told to me by scientists. Anyways, enough of that. We'll maybe get to the science later. Ripple effect. When I do the work on myself, the opening on myself, the empowerment of myself, the clearing of my sex energy, the full expression in a healthy way, of my feminine and my masculine, when I start to do this divine dance and open and awaken and enliven my full being, my full self, it's not just for me. The profound effect that it has on our families, our friends, the people we work with is wild. You've probably got stories or memories of where this has been really in your face, where you've really seen it. So have you ever gone to a workshop and you've done big work? I'm not just talking like, I don't know, some sort of corporate public speaking workshop. I used to teach that too, by the way. (laughs) Crazy, I know. That's surface level shit, right? Those are like life skills. I'm talking about deep, right? Going deep into the guts, the guts of you into deep patterns, deep being. When you do that, have you ever come out of that and noticed a change in your children, a change in your mother? Our mothers are oftentimes profoundly affected by what we do. Change in father, change in sister, brother, aunt, um, grandmothers, grandfathers, friends, colleagues, that's a really loud bird. They actually call those noisy minors. And there's a good reason for that, eh? (laughs) Okay, hopefully he will um, realize that we're really busy filming an episode and he won't distract us anymore. But the ripple effect that I talk about, um, if you think about, I'll just give this example. So let's say... um, I have worked on myself. I have opened my channels. I have uh, opened my body. I have come to a place within self where I love my body. I love my hips. I love my bum. I love my belly. I love my womb. I've opened up to my sexuality. I don't feel closed off or guarded or scared around my sexuality. And I'm this juicy, potent, alive, expressive woman. I'm open to the five faces of the feminine. 
So I'm able to dance in the dark goddess. I'm able to dance in the lover. I'm able to open to my medicine woman gifts, which by the way, we've all got them. Even if you think you don't, you do, I promise you. I'm able to step into mother archetype. I'm able to step into warrior woman, right? When I've opened up to all five faces of being and I'm this clear, bright, beautiful love channel. Now imagine I get pregnant. And imagine my baby is growing in that environment. Yep. Okay. Now, on the flip side, imagine I'm a corporate woman. I've got a lot of deadlines. I've got a lot of stuff to do. I never have enough time to do it. I'm, I wear suits to work that are gray. And I walk like I've got a stick up my butt. And every muscle in my body is tense. And um, I'm rigid. And I'm sick and I'm shut down and sex to me is like, oh, how freaking fast can you get this over with? Because I just want to roll over and go to sleep. Now imagine I get pregnant. That woman gets pregnant. That corporate woman gets pregnant. Now imagine the baby is in that environment. That is two very different environments to be growing up in. Right? Two very different environments. And that's, 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 pretty tight quarters when I look at the ripple effect from mother to child in, in womb, right? But think about your house, right? So let's just expand it one tiny little blip out of baby in womb. Think of children in house. Now let's say I am a woman who has healed my parts, right? Let's say I am able to express the healthy ways of the dark goddess, the healthy ways, and I'm, I'm divinely expressing the feminine. I'm also able to divinely express my masculine, right? Let's not forget about that. But I'm in this really open, really loving, really healthy way. This doesn't mean that we don't get angry, by the way. It doesn't mean that we don't get sad. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. But these are very healthy expressions of, of these things. Now imagine my child gets grows up in this environment. Oh, hallelujah! They have a mom who's present, right? They have a mom who's open. They have a mom who's demonstrating how healthy sexuality is. They have a mom who's demonstrating the fullness of self. So not just is there this via demonstration effect. So it's not just via sight, like, oh, I see mom. No, I feel mom. Right? You've got an umbilical cord to your children, and that never goes away. Like, my umbilical cord to my mom, oh, let me tell you what, no matter how many times I've tried to cut that goddamn thing, it's there. It's not going anywhere. That's the thing. And that's the beauty of it. That is the absolute beauty of it, is that when we do the work, it ripples. It ripples out through these cords, these connections, the atmosphere. The house that we live in, it ripples back. I live in Australia. My mom lives in the U.S. I've done some deep, intense workshops healing parts of self. And it has rippled to my mother. So getting on the phone with her come Monday morning after two full-on days of releasing stuff that no longer serves my body and opens me up to more of my potential. Uh, like, a lot of it has been sexual wounding. I don't have sexual wounding in this life as far as, as rape is in, 
as is um, is talked about or molestation is talked about. I don't I don't have that, but I've experienced it in a way that there's been past life memories in me. There has been cellular DNA energetics passed on down through the line, right? The women who came before us have not had the opportunities that we have. They haven't. They haven't. Imagine, just think back to your grandmother's relationship or your great-grandmother's relationship to the masculine, all right? How many abuses were there? That wasn't that long ago. Maybe even your mother. It's not that long ago. It's not that long ago. If, if we think that we've cleared the lines in one generation without doing any of the work, we are insane, right? So this work, when we go into places in self, not only are we healing stuff from this lifetime, I'm healing everything that's in this body that's preventing me from coming into my fullness. I'm healing past life stuff. I'm healing the collective. So whatever patterns I've absorbed from the collective, and we all know that the collective isn't the most exciting place to be at the moment. And I think we're coming to realize it's not the healthiest place, um, just based on, I don't know, who we've elected for president in the USA and what's happening to our planet. Uh, I, I definitely would like to think most of us can see that we don't live in the healthiest expression of humanity. So when I'm working on self, I'm also working on those collective patterns that have been absorbed. Uh, I'm working on the lineage that I've talked about. I'm working on past life stuff. And I'm working on anything from this life as well. So it's big work, right? It's big work. When we're talking about full empowerment, it's not for the faint of heart, right? Full empowerment of self isn't about meditating off into the ethers and just hanging out. And that's a, that's a path. Like, that is a life path. It's a valid life path. Every, every path is a valid life path. And if that's what you're called to do, that's what you're called to do. But the work in rewilding and, and what I'm dedicating this podcast to is the women who are, yeah, we can go out there. We can meditate out to the ethers. But then you know what? I can bring this up and I can bring this down, right? So I can bring, if you want to look at it from tantric perspective. I can bring Shiva down, the divine masculine. I can, I can bring that down, like a grace-filled light bomb coming down, right? I can bring that in, but I can bring the feminine up, right? I can bring the Shakti up. So I am now bringing down, bringing up both of the gloriously divine energies, right? This is the work. This is rewilding. This is to me, this is full empowerment. To me, this is evolution. To me, this is where we're going. Now, you better believe when I get to a place within self where I can bring that juice up, right? I can open to Shakti. I can open the divine feminine kundalini, if you want to call it. Mother Earth, some call it. Um, I think, what do they call it in the, in the uh, Catholic Church, I think they call it the Holy Spirit, like being taken over by the Holy Spirit. Um, when I can call that up and I can call this down, you better believe that that is going to ripple out far beyond just my children, far beyond my intimate partner, uh, far beyond the lineage behind me, far beyond my mother, my grandmother. It's going, it's going out in a huge way. Now, when we get together in sacred circle, 
It's not just my vortex that's getting created, right? It's not just my juice that's flowing over this past weekend. It's, there were 25 of us, 25 women creating this big mama space where big miracles can happen, big magic can happen. We've all got connections. We've, we are just raw energy, right? Like, we are just raw energy. If you think about quantum physics, Right? Like, I love the, when a particle gets so small that just me observing the particle will change the path that particle is on. Right? That's what we're living. That's, that's reality. We just don't have the science to back up the energetics. We don't have the science yet. We, we are not smart enough yet. Our, our brains haven't been able to come up with studies that can actually show chords. Maybe, maybe there are, and I just haven't seen these studies yet. Maybe I should do more research. Um, these cords, like there are literally energetic cords between me and my family. There's an energetic cord, huge ones, by the way, between me and my partner. Huge, huge, right? When I do something, you better believe it's happening in them. And that's the ripple effect. Now we can amplify this ripple effect. And you can see this. Um, beautiful example of this is a study that they did in the States somewhere. I can't remember which city it was, but it was a high crime city. And they brought in a group of maybe 30 or 50 meditators. Don't remember the exact number. And they had them meditate on lowering crime, right? Meditate for the city on peace, lowering crime. I don't know the exact meditation that they used, but phenomenally, but this is the way that it works by the ripple effect. Crime rate, which had been ever increasing, year after year increase in crime in this city, started to decrease. It was a beautiful study. They have done this study in numerous places all over. Uh, it's wild. It's, there's the 100th monkey study as well. So that's a great, a great um, study about the tipping point of social change and once that hundredth monkey catches on to something new, then monkeys on other islands catch on to doing it. It was about washing sweet potatoes. And these monkeys, they don't like eating sweet potatoes with sand on them. Well, one monkey finally figured out, hey, if I just rinse this in the river, so take my sweet potato out of the sand, rinse it in the river, and then eat it, uh, now there's no sand on my sweet potato. The next monkey, by the way, this is pretty cool, the next monkey to catch on after this first little girl monkey did it was her mother. So her mother is like, oh, hmm, that looks pretty good. So she goes and does it, oh, sweet. From that point on, they always wash their potatoes. But it was really slow to catch on with the monkeys. It took them six years to get 99 monkeys to do this on this island of, I don't know, hundreds of monkeys. But then once that hundredth monkey figured it out, every monkey on the island started washing their sweet potatoes. It was like the tipping point, the tipping point of social change. And then massive ripple effect happened. Massive ripple effect. The whole island of monkeys almost instantly started rinsing their potato in the water before eating it. Then, here's the kicker, other islands of monkeys started to rinse their sweet potatoes. Now, none of them on those other islands had been rinsing their sweet potatoes, but it was like that tipping point of social change. It's the ripple effect amplified, like once it gets to that tipping point, it ripples out. And I feel that 
when we get together for sacred women's business, it's big, big ripple effect. Um, and I know Jean Shin, I will not say this right, Jean Shinoda Bolin, I think I got that right. Uh, Jean Shinoda Bolin does a lot of studies on this as well and talks a lot about um, women creating change via the hundredth monkey principle. And I think it's like the millionth person tipping point or something like that. Um, it's beautiful and you can look it up. I'm sure there's lots of stuff on Google about it. But it really is. Once we get to that tipping point of a certain number of women doing the work, or men, men as well, doing the work, bang! I, I just, yeah, I, I hold such great visions of grandeur <laughs> for our world. Uh, and I think I have to. I think that's part of what I do here. Okay, so huge honoring to the women who were on retreat with us last weekend. Big, big work, ladies. I, um, I am absolutely grateful and I feel so blessed to have been a small part of your journey. And also huge honoring and huge gratitude to you for doing the work, to every listener, um, to every woman, to every man doing the work, going in deep, doing the work, when it gets to a place of, um, of challenge, right? It's not always easy. This isn't the easiest path on the planet, right? Like I'm looking at bringing in, bringing in the full power from the divine masculine and the full power from the divine feminine. This is not the easiest path to choose, right? So when it does get challenging, know that I'm not just doing this for me. This isn't just for me. It is so much bigger than me. Uh, and know that it's not a selfish quest either. It is not selfish. It is like the best thing that you can do for your children, for your spouse, for the planet. Okay, so much love to you. I will see you in about two weeks for the next episode. Mwah!